you. Hey, how many today want to change others around you? That is your influence. You've got leadership qualities. I'm telling you today, you don't realize it, but every one of us have been placed in our vineyard for a purpose to influence others, and we're doing it whether we know it or not, whether it be good or bad. Now, number two, remember not only who you are, but number two, remember what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Say it with me. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Say it again. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. One more time. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Are you going to remember God, young people? Don't think you've got to sow your wild oats. Don't think you've got to live it up. And boy, I tell you, you'll face the consequences and the scars. Every one of us know that. And we love you, but we're trying to keep you from some a real major mistakes. Oh, yes. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. By the way, parents, even when our children do mess up or our loved ones, thank God with grace available. Amen. Yes, where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. Hold that thought for a moment. We'll come back to it. Remember what God has done for you in Christ. I don't know about you, but I can testify today. Can you testify what the Lord has done in your life? Can I testify? I don't know about you, but I can tell you, He has brought me out of darkness and brought me into His marvelous light. He's, uh, as Paul wrote in Colossians 1.13, He's delivered us from the kingdom of darkness and placed us in the kingdom of His dear Son. I love Psalm chapter 40. Psalm that said, He brought me up by the horrible pit, pit and put my feet on a solid rock. Yes, He's given me a song in the night. I don't know about you, but I can tell you this. You've heard me share it numerous times. Uh, I was mixed up, mixed up and messed up and had no direction in life. Maybe like somebody you today. You need God in your life. I'm telling you, you need God in your life. You need Jesus. You need a personal relationship. And it was the Lord. It was the love of Christ as we sang a moment ago. What God has done for me in Christ, he's given me a new home. He's given me a new life. He's given me a new joy. He's given me new peace. He's given me new fulfillment in life. Tell me, do you have a purpose for living? Do you have a purpose for dying? Yes, look what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. How he's clothed us in his righteousness. How he's washed us from our sins in his own blood. How he's removed our transgression as far as the east is from the west. How, how he has adopted us in his family. Just stop and remember. Stop and remember. Things you need to remember, not only what he has done, but praise the Lord, what he is doing. What he is doing. Yes, he died on the cross. Yes, he arose from the grave. Yes, he's coming again. Hey, did you read in the paper last week about a lady that passed away, a famous actress? Did you? You know what I'm talking about? What was her name? Doris Day. I found it very interesting to read the article about Doris Day. Now, how many of you are old enough to remember growing up in the 70s and growing up in the, maybe the 60s and and the 80s, y'all don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you got some gray hair like I do, all right? And anyway, this, but on the other side of that, did you read about Doris Day? I wondered. And, and I must admit, when I find out somebody passes away, I wondered about their life. I wondered about their relationship with God. For example, this lady who was a wrestler, I saw it in the paper. She died evidently of a suicide. I'm telling you, we're living in a major problem today in our culture. Young people don't have answers. Older people don't have answers. And sometimes I feel like I'm just blowing hot air on Sunday morning. I feel like sometimes we don't really understand the magnitude of what we're dealing with here. 
your neighbors, my neighbors, our family, our kinfolks. People are absolutely uh, depressed, feel no hope, and then it's too late after they say, well, I'm finished. I'm checking out of here. Well, I wish I'd have done something. I wish I'd have talked with them. And you'll be surprised who it is living right next to you. You'll be surprised who it is in your own family. Daughter stayed. Did you hear about her? I was sadly disappointed, to say the least, when I read that she decided no funeral. Now, that's her prerogative, granted. No funeral. No, no nothing. Did y'all read that? Now, I, don't, I didn't read all the article, but I did read this part. You know why she didn't have a funeral? Because she didn't want to think about dying. She didn't want to think about dying. Death. Well, it don't matter whether we want to think about it or not, it's going to happen. Unless the Lord comes back again. It is appointed unto men once to die, after this the judgment. And so, somebody as well said, there's only two things you can't stop, and it's death and taxes. I want to say, wait a minute, there's three. Death, taxes, and the Word of God. Amen. You can't stop the Word of God. I want to tell you something. Wasn't long ago, and I don't think Helen will mind me saying this, but I was standing right out there after Danny's home going. We walked out there to the um, hearse, and I was reminded again, Helen, as I was standing there, and I was reminded again, Y'all can testify, I've never, ever, ever been at a funeral where they had a U-Haul behind the hearse carrying a bunch of stuff with us. I can't hear you. I didn't see a truck. I didn't see a car. I didn't see a house. I didn't see anything. When we check out of this life, you're going to take zero with you. You understand that, don't you? That's what it is. I mean, but only one life will soon be passed, and only what's done for Christ will last. And so you can say, where in the world are people thinking today? They think, well, if I could just live my whole life and get all these things, there's nothing wrong with things, but I'm, it's, it's almost as if I can take them with me. Oh, no, you can't take them with you. Well, look what God has done for us. Tell me, have you made an appointment with death? James put it this way. Life is but a vapor. He said in James chapter 4 and verse 14, what is your life is but a vapor? that appeareth for a little while and vanisheth away. It's just like a hand breath. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And so, so think about it. I mean, life is brief, but eternity is long. And, and what, are you, what are we doing now? Oh, yes, there's some things you need to remember. You need to remember who you are. You need to remember what God has done for you in Christ Jesus. Number three, we need to remember. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not and the years draw nigh. When thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Young people like Riley just graduating. Other people like Ansley that's going to be graduating. And uh, maybe some others that will be graduating here, uh, hopefully, hopefully. Can I get a witness? Amen. Mason, say amen. Hopefully graduating uh, one of these uh, days. But anyway, and so uh, why are we here? Remember why we are here. Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. Uh, if you around Riley if you look all young people look around just a moment look around and you can see some people that's got some gray hair and you can see they've got some miles on the road and by the way just because we're not in our youth doesn't mean God doesn't use the wisdom through the years that God allows us to glean because of experiences 
I want to tell y'all something. Y'all listen to me, man. I love to be around older people, older than me. I do. I love to be around. Why? I want to learn. I do. I love to be around older people. I do. I've always loved to be around older people. They can tell you some stuff, man. They can save you some heartache. They can tell you some real stuff that you can learn from. And I've learned so much from many of you sitting right here today. And I still want to learn. I want to be, William, I want to learn. And so, number three, remember not only who you are and what God has done for you. Number three, remember why you're here. Remember why you're here. Why are you here? What's the purpose of you here right now? What, 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 what are you doing? I mean, you know, the scripture says that in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31, whether we eat or drink, what shall we do? Do it all to the glory of God. We're here to be conformed to the image of Christ. Paul makes that very clear in Romans chapter 8 and verse 29. Whom he did foreknow, them it had also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And by the way, he goes on to say, Whom he did predestined, them he also called. Whom he called, them he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. By the way, those are five aorist tense verbs, meaning God had already done it. But why are we here? You've got to stop right now. Remember thy creator. And the day. Why are you here? To go to work all the time? No. I want you to fill in this blank. You ready? I said, are you ready? Fill in the blank. For me to live is blank. Wait a minute. For me to live is to make money. For me to live is sports. For me to live is entertainment. For me to live is pleasure. For me to live is my family. For me to live is my job. For me to live is friends. How would you fill in that blank? For me to live is blank. Tell me, what is it, passion of your heart? What is it that motivates you? What is it that drives you? Can I tell you what Paul said? Philippians 1.21, that prison epistle with the theme of suffering and unity and joy all combined. He said this in Philippians 1 and 21, for me to live is Christ. Say it with me. For me to live is Christ. And then to die is gain. Can you say you believe that? Can you say you're right there? For me to live is Jesus. I want to know him. I'm afraid to say most Christians today, for me to live is self. For me to live is to please myself. But for me to live is to do what I want to do. For me to live is to, uh, to uh, call on God when I'm in trouble. For me to live is, uh, is to, you know, uh, let God have some part of my life, but me pretty much take control of most of my life. For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. I was at the restaurant the other day, uh, last Thursday. I had hardly gotten out of my car up in Covington. Brother Curtis can testify. Several of our men get together, and we have a time of fellowship and uh, prayer and pouring in. I hadn't even got out of my car good. Here comes the waitress out of the uh, restaurant. And she said, I need to talk with you. I just opened the door. She came, met me out in the parking lot, 38 years old. She said, and I saw tears in her eyes. I knew that what was perhaps coming. She said, I need to talk with you. And I said, all right, what is going on? She said, you know, I asked you to pray for my mama just a couple of weeks ago. And I said, yes, how's she doing? Her name's Deb. She's been in the hospital at Emory, and she asked me to pray for her, and and her stepdad was there. I invited him to come to church. His name's Ronnie, by the way. And I've looked to see him. When he comes, I'll just say his name. And click. Hopefully, y'all remember who I'm talking about. I believe he'll come. 
And anyway, but here's what she said. She said, my mama died. I said, well, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know that. She said she died last week and, and well, a couple of weeks ago. And I said, well, I'm sorry. And I said, she said, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I'm at my wit's end. Now, this lady, I've already talked with her about her relationship with God. She claims she has a relationship with God. And I'm not going to say everything, but she's been in some trouble in the past. I'll put it that way. And, and uh, had some time and so forth. Uh, but anyway, she said this to me. She said, I just don't know what to do. She said, my stepdad, he is beside himself. He's dragging me down. And my mama's died. And I could tell she just began to pour out her heart. Well, the Lord spoke to my heart, just listen. How many know sometimes it's good just to listen to people, right? That's what they want you to, to do. They don't want you to fix their problem. They just want you to listen to them. And so it's good to listen to people. My, we've always got solutions, right? Well, I think you ought to do this and this. I have to shh, do like this all the time, zip it up and bite my tongue because I want to fix problems. And by the way, husbands and wives, our wives want us to listen to them. They don't want us to fix their problems all the time. They just want to connect with us emotionally. Can I get a witness from the women? Thank you. That was, that was weak. But anyway, I'm trying to help you there. <laughs> All right. And, uh, but hey, I told you a man wants to be respected. A woman wants to be loved. Hey, that's good. That's worth coming to church for. But anyway, um, so I said, what did I say to this lady? What do you do? I said, here's what I told her. I said, remember the good times. How I many know it's good to remember? Good memories, right? Good memories. Remember the good times. Well, I wasn't expecting what she was fixing to tell me. She said, I don't have any. I said, what? She said, I don't have any. I said, you don't have any? She said, nope, I didn't know my mom until two weeks before she died. I said, really? And she said, I said, well, what about your dad? She said, I don't even know my dad. So I began to think, Lord, what, would, what can I tell her? I told her I was talking about grieving a little bit. And then I prayed with her. And, and I talked with her for probably 15, 20 minutes. And and gave her a card and told her about the church. She knew about it anyway. Lives not far from here, and she works on Sunday. But anyway, I'm talking about this. There are people out there just like this. They want some answers. Remember why you're here. I told her why she was here. I told her, I'm sorry that all you've gone through in your life, but how many believe what the devil means for evil, God can mean for good? I told her, I said, I believe there's a, there's a crowd of folks out here in our neighborhood right now that need a word of encouragement. They need somebody that's been through some stuff and have made it through and can give them H-O-P-E, hope. And that's why we gather, and I know we're going through troubles. I know we're going through trials. I understand we got troubles and trials, Mary, Diane, Becky and others who are going through uh, various trials. But I believe, watch this, the test of faith turns into a testimony of faith. And people, you can, God will use that as a platform in your life. You know, you had not been through some stuff. You don't have a whole lot to say. But when you've been through some stuff, man, you've got, a, you've got some good news to tell. And this whole world needs some good news. Amen and amen. Well, number four. How can we have these truths that transform? Remember thy creator in the days of thy youth. And while the evil days come not, and the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Number four, things to remember. One, who you are in the Lord and who he is. Two, what he has done for you and what he's doing for you. Number three, why you're here. Remember, number four, how to live in victory. 
Remember how to live in victory. Hey, you know what? Write this verse down. 1 John chapter number 2 and verse 1. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 1. The Lord didn't tell you if you sin. The Lord says when you sin. In other words, it's going to happen. We're going to slip and fall. What do you do? Remember, what do you do when you sin against God? 1 John 2 and 1. My little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. And if any man or since any man will sin, he has an advocate. We have an advocate with the Father through Jesus Christ the righteous. Do you, do you understand what that word advocate means? It's the word paraclete or parakaleos. It, it means a lawyer. We've got a defender. Oh, bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm about to get happy right there. It, when we sin, we've got a go-between. We've got a advocate. We've got somebody that will take our stand and say, Father, I shed my blood for them. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Well, what do you do? How can I live in victory? Some things that we need to remember. Number one, when we sin. Number two, when we're tempted by the devil. What do we do? What do we do? I'll tell you what we do. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, you know it. There had no temptation taken you, but such as come at a man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able. But we're with the way. We'll make a, a way, a way of escape. You might be able to bear it. By the way, if you study Greek language, you'll find out there's a definite article under make whole a way. It's a zero with a breath mark over it. Whole way. That means there's only one way. God doesn't give us ten ways. If in him, he says, therefore, there hath no temptation taken you, but such as come unto man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation make a way, the only way, make whole, a way to escape. Aren't you glad for the way of escape? Oh, thank God. I could shout right there. Can I tell y'all something? I'm going to be done in about just two minutes. I got a text message uh, the other night. It said this. Uh, I've been really down, discouraged. I was put in for a job, and I thought I had the job, and it was a good job, and it was better pay, and it was uh, better hours, and, and uh, right up to the end, I thought I had the job, but it fell through. I was so disappointed, so disappointed. But little did I know, two weeks later, God would open another door. And I got a better job now. I've got a job that's better hours. I got a better job that I really enjoy more. And, and I'm making more. And I would have never dreamed two weeks ago when the door closed that God would have a, another door. Of opportunity and this is what this person said said I'm learning to trust the Lord now more I'm learning that devotions every day spending time in the Word of God every day and praying I'm learning how to follow the will of God for my life you know who that was our daughter Beth hallelujah how many of that will bless you and so pray. I'm talking about remember how to live in victory. And then finally, remember where you're going. Remember where you're going. Hey, Brother Phil Phillips, he's not quite home yet, but he's entering.
the journey. He's about, he's about on his last leg. He's about ready to cross the line. One day, I hope that you've got those plans too because of relationship with God. Would you stand to your feet today?